What is happening, everybody? Welcome to the Vulnerability Talk Show. This is your host with the most, Mish. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I'm so excited. We have a special guest, Maimona. We're going to listen to a little bit of music and then I'll introduce her. The date today is January 18th and it's a beautiful day in Nanaimo. to announce that the show is now available on Spotify and Apple Music as a podcast. So make sure you listen, make sure you leave a review, make sure you give us five stars, please. Remember, you're listening on 101.7 CHLYFM here in Nanaimo, BC. And the first song I want to play for you today is called Rainbow by Black Motion. I'm 
to the Vulnerability Talk Show here on 101.7 CHIYFM with your host, Michelle. I'm so excited to announce our guest, Maimona, today. She's such an awesome person. And yeah, finally, she's here. Hi. Hi, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm pretty good. I'm a bit stressed, not gonna lie, but... <laughs> Why are you stressed? I don't know. It's just know i just want to make sure you have a good show and everything yeah <laughs> yeah i don't know it will be fine it will, it will. it's it's really like chilled honestly <laughs> don't think about it too much yeah so how's right. school you know uh it's only been a week and a day and so far so good yeah. second semester treating me well yeah. so far um really excited about my classes yeah so it, it's pretty good i i like it i like it a lot but um how's school going for you it's good soon done <laughs> yes i, oh, I can't so wait. exciting i cannot wait i always <laughs> say this every show i cannot <laughs> wait to be done and I, I i keep bumping into people who say you know like you're gonna you're gonna look back and miss it and you know i'm just like uh, it's not I? looking like that right now you know so just let me enjoy looking forward to the end fair <laughs> enough absolutely yep <laughs> yeah so um what's your degree program again uh, I'm in psychology, so yeah. I just started, or I guess I'm soon ending my second year in psychology. Yeah, how are you finding that? So interesting. Yeah. It was that or criminology, and um, then I, uh, oh, this is really bad, I, on the first semester of my first year, I had a criminology class, because yeah. I was still deciding if I wanted to go, if I wanted to go in psychology or criminology more, and then I realized that criminology was so much work, <laughs> and I was like, you know what? We're gonna no. settle. We're gonna go for psychology, yeah. and I love it so much. Okay, so what do you wanna? You wanna be a psychologist? Or? I like. I actually don't know. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what I wanna do with my life. I yeah. just know that uh, it's so fun. Mm -hmm. So so far, you know, we're just gonna go uh, year after year, see okay. what happens. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, 
You need to come up with a plan. No pressure though. Because <laughs> I I've been chilling and now it's like What's your plan? <laughs> you're right. You're right. Yeah. My dad is always asking you, like, so what next after this? And I'm just like, and you know, dad's one answers right there. Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. Bro, I just, I just want to get to next week. Even. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. I just want to pass this week and then we'll see. Yeah. Yeah. So, Maimuna, um, where are you from? So, I'm from France. Yeah. Uh, I was born in Auxerre, which is like kind of countryside of France. Yeah. Um, uh, but then when I was two years old, we moved to Bordeaux, mm-hmm. south, really big city, beautiful. Amazing. Recommend it for anyone. Just uh-huh. go to Bordeaux. Um, and yeah, but my mother is from Guinea. Wow. Yes. Yeah. So and my dad is French, so I'm mixed. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, awesome. Yes. So um, you grew up in France, I guess. Mm-hmm. Have you been to Guinea? I have. Yes. Uh, I think like two or three times. Yeah. Um, and it was all these times were very very great experiences it's so different you know yeah. from my life in france and mm-hmm. be able to see family that i don't usually see and be able to experience the everyday life in guinea yeah um really thankful for that opportunity yeah yeah sounds like you come from a small city in france is that right uh Auxerre, yes well the thing is i was born in the hospital in Auxerre, yeah. but we lived in like a small village okay in the countryside yeah uh but i don't really remember that because i was you know we moved when i was two okay um but we would go there for holidays okay so you moved to the capital i guess bordeaux no okay. bordeaux uh, is like big city in the in the south but okay, uh, yeah not, but the, capital, not yeah. the capital no no not Paris, yeah. you know okay so i guess moving to a big city um your experience as a black person was um oh, it wasn't really nothing special because there's a lot of uh the black community is pretty big in bordeaux yeah. okay so yeah and how about in um Auxerre? Yeah. Auxerre? Uh, no, 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 not that I, especially not in the little village where we actually lived in near Auxerre. Yeah. Uh, not a lot of black people. Yeah. No, no. So have you had conversations with your, with your mom? You said your mom is from Guinea? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Have you had conversations with her about um, her experience as um, a black woman living in I, um, there's this story that apparently I was like the first black baby being born in like at at that village, like coming back from the hospital at the village, like first black baby in in a while, if not ever. Yeah. So yeah. (laughs) And, but she was, she said that like her experience was that it's the village was like, you know, a lot of old people, Yeah. but they were not mean. She never experienced anything mean. That's good. She was just like. They were just not used to it. You exactly. Know? Yeah. <laughs> I think I think that you can say that about Nanaimo as well. Yeah. Like yeah. um the older generation. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like some of it is innocent. Right. Um, it's different from when the younger generation are like prying into why is yeah. why are you like this or why do you do this? But when it's the older ones, I feel like um, you know. Yeah. No, absolutely. So I, I read this story about this girl. Um she was talking about experience, um, and she was in an Uber. Okay. And um, the Uber driver was an older male. And um, he was, um, you know, he was a white male. Okay. And um, (laughs) (laughs) say less. (laughs) So he said to her, um, you must be. So she has naturally long hair. Right. And it's straight. Right. And he said, um, you must be proud of your own hair and you shouldn't be wearing um, straight wigs. Sir. Yeah. Yes. Sir. <laughs> Sir. Who so asked? It... Yeah. No. No. 
Ah, uh, no, I... Mm. And I said, okay. <laughs> yes, you are from the older generation. Right. But I think... Um, I feel like some things are just out like, of bounds. I feel like yeah, you yeah. could have asked. You could have asked. And or... I've, yeah. Gone on Google when you go home. <laughs> like, Imagine that. Do Googling stuff. Like people have straight hair. <laughs> because you will find... You will find like, the I don't. I don't think that was appropriate. And I don't think that we should make excuses for older people. Because at the end of the day... Older people are also parents and grandparents to right. some people. Yeah, yeah And yeah. some older people actually, like, have primary care over children that are growing up. Right. So they instill these same values into these kids and they grow up. Um, yeah, and it's like 2022. It's, I, you, you, can't, uh, you can't be doing this no more. I know, I know. No, I understand what you mean. I guess, like, from my experiences, when I had, like, comments about my hair, it was yeah. always, like, I know it wasn't from, like, a mean stands you yeah. know they were just like curious and stuff but then i would just be like at the end of the day it's not my place like i don't i i don't it's not my job yeah it's not my job yeah it, but it hurts because initially you feel like it's your responsibility to explain to people that oh they're also extensions yeah it's yeah also this in my hair because people come and say is that your real hair yeah now i just say yeah it is thanks <laughs> I should do that. I should do that. Because every time, (laughs) then they're like, oh, it's not your real hair. Then I get reminded, damn, it actually, like, you get reminded. And you're like, I don't want to have to do that. You know what? I was um, taking a class. So I remember one of my first shows that I had, I was talking about my experience and always being asked, where are you from? Where are you from? Where are you from? Yeah. And um, I just had the question of, so sometimes people ask in innocence. Like, mm-hmm. They just want to know where you're yeah. from, you know? Yeah. And um, it is detrimental because it's like also othering, like reminding you that you're not from here. Right. And, yeah. um, but what are some ways that we can, you know, people can ask us about where we're from without, without othering? Yeah. Or us feeling like we're being othered. Like it's, it's such a hard question that I don't even have an answer I don't for. have an answer to that either. Yeah. You're right. It is a pretty hard question. And I know that some people just genuinely wondering. Like, there's exactly. no intentions behind it. Mm-hmm. Um, but, okay, so I moved to Sweden when I was 13. Yeah. And in Sweden, um, I, I don't know when I went out. Mm-hmm. I don't, I, <laughs> I don't know how many times I've been asked, like, where are you from? And then I'm like, yeah. oh, friends. And then they're like, no, no, no. Where are you really really from? from? (laughs) Like, did I stutter? No. No. (laughs) I'm like, dude, like, what do you mean to say? Yeah. Oh, it's so annoying. It is. But it's like, also, when they ask you, they're asking for the first time. Mm -hmm. But then they don't understand that you've been asked so many times. So many other times. And And you're like, bro, I'm so tired of this. I know. And I think, I don't know, it's such such a hard topic to approach because... um, how do you, how do you address it? Because people just want to know. Yeah, I mean, like it's just, true. Just as much as I asked you, because I I know you were from France, but I also knew that you know you traveled a lot and you right. did this. Should it be different? Because I'm a <laughs> yeah, black no, girl I see another what black you girl. mean. It's such a or, hard question. Yeah, because yeah, some people like it doesn't. Yeah, at the end of the day, no matter what your race is, some people just want to know where you're from. Exactly. And yeah, yeah. No, it it is a very hard question, but I feel like. I feel like the tone maybe yeah. that does a lot, okay. you know, because if you're someone and they're like, no, no. And then they look at you and they're like, where are you really oh from? My goodness. Like that, <laughs> then you really feel it. And you're yeah. like, hmm, okay. Or the comments that follow the question, where are you really from? Like if it's something like, um, 
you know, it's the way you speak or, you know, the way you dress or the uh-huh, way you look uh-huh. like. That's when I think it becomes a bit offside. But yeah. maybe if you just want to know. If you, um, yeah, because yeah, if I tell you I'm from Nanaimo, you better take that. Don't ask <laughs> you me. Better, you better <laughs> Don't take ask it. Because at the end of the day, if you look at us right now, we're probably going to be in Canada for a long time. Probably mm. like settle here and have families here mm-hmm. and have children. So imagine our children being asked, where are you really from? <laughs> like, She's like, damn, <laughs> what do I mean to say? I I'm was born like, here. I was born here. Yeah, <laughs> I, I told it. Yeah. 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 It's and like, I think like even it is a weird line because even myself, some, mm-hmm. some people, I talk to them and I, I want I generally like no bad bad intentions behind it. I'm just like I wonder where they're from. Yeah. Like I wanna know. Yeah. You know? And so then when somebody asks me, sometimes I take a step back and I'm like, wait, I know they don't mean anything bad. Because yeah. I'm generally also a very curious person. Yeah. So sometimes but it it depends it depends who the person is. It yeah. depends how they say it. Yeah. I feel like. Okay. Yeah. So where where were you actually during the Black Lives Matter like march? I was in Sweden. Okay. Yeah, and you... uh, we had a march in Sweden. Yeah. I, um, one of my friends um actually organized the march. That's awesome. Yeah, so we were like at the front. Hey. You know, <laughs> you know. How was it? It was good. It felt good. Yeah. Um, it felt it felt needed. Yeah. I don't know as corny as that sounds. It really did feel like no, I need to do this. Yeah. I want to do this. Yeah. You know, um, and I remember having conversations with my family members, and they were telling me like, no bad intention. They just didn't. They just didn't understand how it would help. You know, okay. they were just like, we understand you're very passionate about this cause, like as you should. Mm-hmm. But what do you like marching? What do you think that's gonna accomplish? You know. Yeah. But the the thing is that we were in the papers like you yeah. know yeah it, it does help it yeah. spreads the word exactly and exactly. even if it reaches one person then the goal is accomplished and can i be honest yeah. um i've always known that black lives matter <laughs> because i'm black i mean <laughs> the way i started that was weird but like <laughs> i was like girl what's the tea tell me but like you know that march and the marches that were happening all around the world mm-hmm. was just a reminder now i'll be very honest that I hear a lot of um, white people talk about it in class. But mm. before, I'd never heard them speak true, about it. True, Like, now just going back, it's like, people use that as a time marker. Like, right. I was in another class and they were talking about um, um, how, when we first heard about reconciliation mm-hmm. and um, residential schools here in Canada, yeah. um, people said it was around the time I started learning about the Black, Black Lives Matter movement. Girl. You know, and Girl. it was just like, <laughs> so the marches did help. They did help. Because there are still some people who don't know about it. Exactly. They, yeah. Like they spread the word, the word. Mm-hmm. And yeah. And funny to, uh, not funny, but like the residential schools. <laughs> yeah. Like before I came to Canada, I, you know, exactly. I didn't know much about it. Yeah. And so seeing those posts being spread on Instagram and everything, I really took time and educated myself but right. without them without the marches yeah. without all of that i wouldn't even know about the big problem that's in canada my my best advice as a fourth year student <laughs> tell me <laughs> educate me is that you need to take an indigenous studies okay class okay to learn it from because honestly i took one last year last semester yeah. and um it was with an indigenous lady and she said it like it was right yeah, was yeah, no, yeah. you know how sometimes when you have um a teacher that's not from that like maybe a white teacher yeah 
they think it's a bit of a taboo subject. Right. You know, they don't really address it as much as they should. Mm -hmm. But someone who's been through it and experienced it and has had their family go through everything that's happening in it Mm. will tell you like it is. Right. That was... I. I, I promise you, that was the best class that I took in university. And I'm so glad because now my worldview has changed. Right, you absolutely. Know, even just my view here in the city and in Canada as a whole, it has changed, you know. So if you can pick an elective, yep. you need Indigenous classes. Indigenous studies, To okay. really learn about it because even social media doesn't tell you like it is. No, that's true. It's better to hear it from like a first-hand person. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay, thank you. <laughs> Let me write it down. No, but like, actually, though, that, yeah, I think you're right. I think yeah. I should definitely, I should, yeah. So, during the marches, did you um, have all your white friends um, and non-white friends who are possibly BIPOC as well right. support you? Yes, yes. Oh, or my God. Or did I, you lose some friends? No, did okay. not lose any friends. That's uh, everybody was supportive. They were in the march. They okay. were, like, right there with me. Yeah. So it, it was actually, it felt good. Yeah. I was just like, yeah, I'm friends with good people. Yeah. Look at, look at us go. Look yeah. at us go. I and think I, um, it's very important that we have allies in this like yes. we have because we might do it as people of color but mm-hmm. then um i feel like it might just be um uh a, a movement that's left to black people only right. if we don't have supporters it's very when important. we have a mixture of people who come together and say you know what i think that's not okay because mm-hmm. at the end of the day most racist things happen in closed doors between people of right. the other race. Yes, you yes, understand? yes, yes, so absolutely. It's when people are with their children and teaching them that these people are like this, so these people from don't trust people like this, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. if we have people that think like that in those homes and teach their children these things or with their friends and correct their friends and say, that is not okay, I feel like there'll be a big change. Absolutely, and um, silence is a very big problem mm. in all those racist, misogynist, everything mm-hmm. silence is a problem if you're silent if you see and witness something happening and you're not saying anything you're part of the problem yeah right if you're say yeah if my white friends are hanging out without me and somebody says something i know they will be like hey that's don't like that's not okay yeah you know educate them that's true and i feel like yeah no silence is a really big problem yeah, yeah. um so just thinking ab- about like sweden and um how long did you live in Sweden, actually? Uh, so we moved in 2013, and I moved here 21. Yeah, so like eight years. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, did my high school, everything in yeah. Sweden, and then um, <clears throat> when I graduated, I was just like, let me let me see how's Canada. Let me see what they're doing over there. Okay, but you left like Sweden to come to <clears throat> Nanaimo, like I know, <laughs> a small city, <laughs> you know. I know, but like um. The pictures look nice. Okay. No, and like I, I, honestly, Nanaimo is really nice in the summer. Yeah. Like the island, the island is really nice it's in beautiful. the summer. Beautiful, so beautiful. Yeah. Um. Now the winters and <laughs> <laughs> that's a whole other thing. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. The winter's really hard here. But you guys have snow in Sweden, right? We do. We do. But Girl, I came from Africa. <laughs> how was that? Like, that? How was that? It was good. <laughs> I mean, I I love <clears throat> Canada. And I, right. I feel like I am so blessed to be here. And yeah. I'm, I'm grateful for the opportunity and just the chance that I have to be here. Mm. It is cold, but um, <laughs> yeah, it was it was so hard um, here in the winter. Because you, yeah. 
you get really depressed oh my god winter depression is definitely real. i didn't know that i'll be like i'll just be so sad and sometimes you only realize that you were depressed when you come out of a oh yeah episode yeah and i think that was that was me um i've learned to deal with it better now okay um, and um yeah i just have a lot of people you know that talk to me all the time and support me so i'm just really grateful but like my first and second year were just really hard like it's it was so hard and i think we need to um help people like support themselves during these times you know Absolutely. like we need to look out for our friends and care for them and i think um i think another topic i wanted to bring up today was um how have you dealt with um moving here and some of your friendships back home but you know hmm. how's the time zone uh the time zone in sweden and france because i have friends uh, uh friends in france and sweden yeah. um it's nine hours difference they're nine hours ahead of us just like yeah just yeah. like my experience back at home and how have you kept your friendships alive so i believe social media helps a lot yeah. but you know you just catch up and sometimes we zoom yeah that's nice yeah that was yeah, yeah like once a month sometimes yeah. sometimes it takes more but i feel like i am very lucky to have very deep good friendships yeah so even if we say didn't talk for like a couple of weeks mm -hmm. it didn't change anything yeah and then the, the the conversation would just come back and so naturally yeah and then when i went back to sweden i was a bit stressed i was like what if what if i've changed what if they've changed yeah, you know yeah, what if yeah. it's not the same dynamic anymore? no not about yeah it was just like we met yesterday so are you uh that type of friend who wants to talk every day and you have time uh, to talk every day no or, yeah. i definitely um i mean i talk to my very close friends like yeah. not every day but almost but it's yeah. small conversations you know yeah um because well the nine hours differences yeah. and then with school and also they have school or they work and then sometimes i'm just not wanted to talk to anybody yeah. i'm just in my room and yeah. you know yeah those days yeah um but uh but then you know you come back and you're like hey and they're like hey what's up and then yeah. you just it all flows back naturally i think for me it's been really difficult i'm not the best communicator and i'm okay. not part of it <laughs> it's good that you made it <laughs> i don't text back immediately like all the fair, time fair. and um i've lost a friend a lot of friends um oh yeah because of it yeah and i think my friends that have lasted the longest are the ones that understand that you know exactly yeah. i am here for you and i care for you but like it's always hard for me to always be texting and talking right. to you you know and like i feel like friendship is also a two-way street right like yeah. it's it takes two people to text it's yeah. not you you don't have to do all the work that's true but the thing is they do take ah okay <laughs> no never mind <laughs> it's always me taking um a little bit of not too much okay okay just a little bit of time you know to but like i get that like university is super stressful so yeah. i get that sometimes it's yeah not, it's not easy <laughs> okay so we're gonna take a little break and the song we're gonna play is lsd by jamila woods a body of water inside me reminds me of oceans though i've never known one i'm born by a cold one it's small one compared to the coast i prefer it to most i like water that don't burn my eyes when they open i won't let you criticize my city like my skin it's so pretty if you don't like it just leave it alone you gotta love me like i love the lake you want 
Spike up, but since I was one like a cyclops, I run up some stairs on a bike cop. I shake up some hands on the right block. Block club president, night watch. My niggas was real when the mic dropped. I put them in my wheel like a bike lock. I got family in Gary and STL. I got cousins in Milwaukee. I got family in Detroit and ATL. I got an auntie that's still our weed. We the number one gentrified, run inside, give me my land, a new shot tits perky. Facelift the makes some spaces, invest the rest in the number 25 niggas jersey. Grass is greener in Pasadena or Catalina by the water. Where the overlap between bullet holes and backpacks couldn't be father. And I'm supposed to father my daughter. But she the princess in the dragon's lair. I'm a dragon slayer, I can't fly away, there's some hideaway, I gotta find a way. I gotta Down, 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 you know. Hey. Hey. 
welcome back to the Vulnerability Talk Show. This is your girl, Mish, and my special guest, Maimona. <laughs> and we're just talking about her life and her experience. And um, I wanted to ask you. Uh-huh. So I've been seeing this trend on um, Instagram. Okay. And there's a question. Oh, and my God. What do you do on days that you don't feel confident? Ah, oh, that is okay. <laughs> okay, there's two answers to that question. Okay. Answer number one is I just stay in bed. Okay. <laughs> which is not the boring answer, right? <laughs> okay, skip past that. Answer number two, I always, always put on some music and just try on some clothes in my closet. You know, okay. find new outfits. Yeah. Like listen to music, yeah. feeling confident. Yeah. You know, stuff like that. So before we go back to that, uh-huh. you are very stylish. Ah, you know, you. I see you sometimes like in the library and I'm just wearing a big hoodie. <laughs> just looking like I need to finish tomorrow. And you will just walk into the library and just be glowing. Like, ah, where do you, are you naturally like that? Or like, I, my grandmother really influenced me. Wow. Yes. She yeah. was an icon to say the least. Yeah. Um, very fashionable mm-hmm. now not in the sense that i will wear what she wore okay. but she still had her sense of fashion yeah right and she would make her own clothes yeah make her own jewelry and oh, everything yeah. and my mother i uh my mother and my sister are also pretty like beautiful women and yeah just fashion icons and um and i just i have also a lot of friends that are really good at, and i just i expressing myself is very important yeah and so i do it through clothes and, yeah you know that's so awesome and like getting dressed also really helps me get out of bed yeah so <laughs> yeah, <I don't, laughs> yeah so yeah it just like i'm like okay i gotta go to class i'm not that excited yeah let me put an outfit yeah it'll get better that's good yeah that's awesome so you also do your own hair right yes yes i do i braid my own hair how did you learn that like, i <laughs> so I, I will do my own hair and uh-huh. it will last Two whole days looking nice. <laughs> and then the third day is just like, have you had that for like three months? <laughs> yeah. I, um, well, since I was little, my mother and my sister, brave, brave souls, would yeah. always do my hair. Yeah. And, you know, at one point I was like, I'm going to move out, right? Yeah. I'm going to live alone. Yeah. Uh, having someone do your hair is so expensive. I do not have that kind of money. Yeah. And I saw my mother and my sister do it. I yeah. can do it. And yeah. so I just, taught myself asked my mother some questions yeah saw some videos on youtube and here we are yo thank god for youtube thank god for youtube (laughs) oh my god like in terms of my classes (laughs) crash courses in terms of hair fashion everything i took statistics last semester i could not have passed that class without youtube behind (laughs) i no no Uh -uh. yeah i just want to give a big shout out big shout out to you too all the indian tutors that are on um Why youtube so that really carried me through <laughs> my second year probably 200 course oh oh my wow. god yeah that yeah. was the hardest class like it sounds like a 200 level class but so what was it that made it like so hard what what was it well you know like i wouldn't read that much but like <laughs> wow that could huh. i mean don't say that <laughs> really oh let's start with that yeah but there was just some really hard concepts you know okay fair enough it's like i don't know (laughs) it was deep i can't even explain 
complaining. She was know? just not having it. It was just a lot. Yeah. You know, and no, um, fair enough. Yeah. But we managed and I'm done with that. She class. done. She passed it. <laughs> it's the best thing when you when you see like, oh, you got a grade and then you and you just saw that you passed and you're like, oh thank God. I know. I'm like, I don't as long as I don't have to take it again. Exactly. But then that's not what I'm trying to preach here. Guys? Of course not. Okay. No, no, no. no. You need no, no. to excel for the <laughs> highest level. Always do your best. But you know what? Sometimes when it's <laughs> deep, just ex- like try pass. Okay? Exactly. Sometimes like, it's okay. <laughs> Sometimes it's okay to go for the bare minimum. Sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> Most times, no. But okay. So, do you have insecurities about your natural hair and walking around with it? And I had I, wa- I had a lot of insecurities when I was little. Yeah. Um, really bad. Um. And I feel really bad now because that must have been really hard on my mother. Yeah. Um, but it wasn't her fault. It was just that all the ads around me was just like, you know, straight conventionally hair. Ha- straight white hair. Yeah. Right. And um, I just, yeah, I was really, I hated my hair and I yeah. hated my black features, you know, yeah. my nose and everything. Yeah. And uh, it took me a while to finally be proud of it. But now I couldn't be happier. No, you're so good. Ah, like- stop it. Thank you. You too. So... <laughs> You know, yeah. But it it took me it took me a while. Um, but no, now I'm fully, fully so proud of yeah. my heritage and so proud of my hair and everything that makes me me. Yeah. Uh, I just wish that I wouldn't have spent that much time hating how I looked when I was younger. Exactly. You know. Um, I think for me it was um it was very difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, especially when I came to Nanaimo. Oh yeah. Now I can compare it to. Um, when I was in Montreal during the holidays, yeah. it's such a diverse community. Right. So you literally see people with their afros, people mm-hmm. with bonnets, mm-hmm. people with the bonnet, yeah. whatever in yeah. their hair, and they're going wherever they're going, and you're not going. And they ask. all look good. Exactly. And I feel like when I was in Montreal, there were days where I would actually just wear my fro and go outside oh, and be best, so isn't it? happy. It's the best. You know. But when I was here, it's so hard for me. Right. Simply because I want to avoid questions. Yes, that's I don't fair. want any of my features to be a conversation starter. No, absolutely. Start the conversation because you really want to talk to me or exactly. you really want to get to know me and not just because, <laughs> can I put some pencils in your hair? And I actually had this conversation with Nina, um, Nina Charlie. She was yes, on the, yes. And she was talking about her experience and she had some people ask her if they could put how many pencil, pencils Are you could kidding? fit into her hair. Yeah. Nah, girl. And I'm like, no. Yeah. No. I. It's so good that you were even talking about having another guest. It would be so great to have you and her here. I would because love that. both of you guys are um, you know, mixed and uh-huh. we could compare your experiences yes, as mixed. Absolutely. Girls. Because our experience, um surprisingly to me actually, mm-hmm, is mm-hmm. is the same. It's you know, so and similar. I know the thing is because colorism exists so much within the black community, yes. you would think that for you it's different. Mm-mm-mm. It might be different. But then it's still, you still experience yes. racism. Oh, yes, 100%. Yeah. So, uh, like in Sweden, I was working in this uh, restaurant yeah. in Sweden. And I, like, one of the chefs was just saying the N-word just like that. Wow. I know. And that dude was like 50 plus. And he wasn't white. He was a person of color, but he wasn't <gasps> black, you know? Yeah. And I was like, you're going you're gonna to do us like that? Yeah. No. Did you confront him about it? I wish I, did. I didn't. I wanted my job because I, I needed money. I needed money to go to Canada to get the hell out of there. Yeah. No, I get um, it. But I really wish I would have because I felt terrible about not doing it afterwards. Because as I said myself, silence is part of the problem, right? 
and I did it myself, and I hated that. I you really know what? Did. Sometimes we're in vulnerable positions, and we can't speak up simply because we need the job. We <laughs> the need job. to, um, or maybe it's just not in your your character to be confrontational. It is though. Yeah. I'm very confrontational. But I was like 16, first yeah, job. Yeah. That man was like 50 plus. Yeah. I was like, oh. <laughs> let me just go back where like, let me let do me, what i let do let me do what i do home. <laughs> yeah <laughs> went home and just talked to my parents and friends about it and, yeah uh, yeah but it's it's really so hard because just think of people in the workforce that um oh, yeah. that have I to know. keep quiet just because they have to keep their job isn't it horrible it's it must be hard but you know maybe when you're just starting out um mm. you kind of have to to live with it right you know yeah um so I was watching Insecure. <laughs> I don't know if it's a perfect example, but I think it, it's it's very relevant right. to um, what happened. <clears throat> so um, I forgot her name in the show, but Molly, exactly. Uh-huh. Molly is working for a, a white law firm. Yeah. And, um, you know, her co-worker, who is a male, is making more money than her. And when she expresses that, that, you know, I found out that he's making more money than yeah. me and we have the same qualifications. We got here at the same time. Yeah. They tell her and then she starts doing interviews with other firms so that she can come and say, okay, other people have offered me this. Right. This is what I would like to start getting. They offer her a certificate to say, you are a good worker. Stop it. No. <laughs> <laughs> the cannery. Is oh. a certificate going to pay my bills? <laughs> Hello, please. Please. In 2022. Not like, the certificate. Come on. Can I Come take on. this to my phone, people, and be like, <laughs> I have a certificate? They'd be like, oh, she so got can, a certificate. Yeah. Rent paid. Yeah. Say less. <laughs> she got a certificate. You know, and I'm like, th- that really happens. It really happens mm-hmm. that, you know. And for the longest time, she tried to, she was slow about her approach right. to these people. You know, she would go to games with the, with the officials of the, you know, and just to get their attention and maybe like bring up that that thing, she ended up leaving that job and working with the back firm. But it was just like it's so annoying, right? This is what really happened, yeah. You know, yeah. and because you think, you know, you have to kind of prove yourself, and mm. even just like my experience, I was working in retail for a long time. Yeah, it was just really hard. It's not like anyone told me that I had to um, prove myself. Okay, but there was just this felt heavy it? pressure that you yeah. Know, I have to prove that I'm just here to work and make money. I'm not here to steal. No. I'm not I, here to, you know, just because of you these. You could feel it? Like, you could feel the stares and, feel, like... And I think, you know, I think we need to talk about that. How stereotypes also affect us. Because mm-hmm. we kind of... Because sometimes you don't really want to confront someone because you don't want to be the angry, angry black, black girl. Angry black girl, right? You don't want to I be. Know. But then you've disrespected me. There's the thing. It's like you said something that was so disrespectful. And the thing is, and I don't want to be once that girl, you let but people kind of walk all over you, it just becomes just like, yeah, she's not like the other black girl. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, sir, like that's the worst. So you know, I'd rather be the angry black girl and put them in their place. Exactly. If that's what it takes. I'll. I don't want the stereotype, but I'll take it. I'll take it. Yeah. Ain't nobody gonna say nothing and just. I'm gonna let it pass. No. But I think. My, you know, my question is, Mm -hmm. sometimes don't you think that we start acting, um, like fighting these things by ourselves, but no one is really saying anything? Like in my example, no one at this job had proved to me that they don't trust me. But I felt like I had to, you know, um, I had to prove myself. I had to show that 
yeah, I'm not going to steal that. <laughs> you know? And it's, it's really heavy. It is I very think heavy I was on like, a person. I think I was 18. No, yeah. You know? It's and very heavy on a person. Yeah, so... It takes a toll to feel like they think of you a certain way. But the thing is, they haven't told me that they think so. This no, is an so assumption this is like, in my this is head. Like, yeah, this is it. Yeah, yeah. But also, don't you feel like that assumption comes from past experiences? Exactly. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it's really hard. It's very hard to be able to differ certain people in different experiences because mm-hmm. you've already had a bad experience with someone. Exactly. Like at a workplace. Mm-hmm. And you don't want it to happen again. Yeah. But at the same time, you can't go in expecting them to be a bad person. Yeah. But at the same time, your brain is like, girl, this happening again. Like, exactly. it's really hard to balance. It I is. think that's just one of the things that you carry with the skin that we have. Mm, mm. And we it's just... very important to like, I feel like when that happens, it's very important to talk to your friends or like family about it. Get yeah. an outside perspective, you know, be like, is this in my head? Like, am I... Am I imagining things or are they really like... Okay, so know? let's talk about black-on-black black racism. Oof. Now, so I read this thing and someone was saying, well, if you're black, it's impossible for you to be racist. Mm. I... So anyway, mm. before we get... That's another topic that's a for hot, another yeah, day. Okay. But just black-on-black black, um, racism. Mm. When we have black men saying things about black women. Hey, I know. It's the... Like, because you're like... Dude, don't you think it hits harder? It does. Then like, when, you when when someone who's another race says something, I'm just like, honestly, like <laughs> they don't expect this better. Is not even your land. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so don't even like. Why are you talking? Don't don't say anything. <laughs> but how about when it's people that look like you? Yeah, that that hurts the most because you're like, damn, you too. Like, yeah, what? Yeah, yeah, it'd be your own people. Like, exactly. it sucks. I think one of the experiences that really molded me to be a little bit more confident right. was an experience I had with some black friends that I okay. had and they were males and they said some really insensitive things about Ooh. black girls and I had it was just we were just new off here. Okay. I mean now I feel like they've grown and they've just you know they know how harmful it was. We've okay. never really had a conversation about it. I'd still love to talk to them about it. Yeah. But it hurt me so much oh. because I got so insecure about it. It really solidified my insecurity mm, mm, um, mm. around my hair, the way I dress, the way I talk. Really? Because it was sure. like... And it's from your friends as well. Yeah. It was really hard. I mean, now we've all grown up and we've gone on yeah. separate ways. But it right. it was just harder hearing it from them. Yeah, absolutely. You know? Absolutely. Because you, I already know that when I walk into a room by virtue of my the way I look, I'm going to be looked at. Mm. So it's even harder when people of color, they look at you and also think, mm-hmm. why is she looking like that today? You feel like it would be the last people to do that, right? Yeah. And then when they're like saying something, you're like, oh, it's too. It's wow. really hard. Yeah, I 100% agree. And I don't know how we can... I is mean, it something that you've experienced though? I can... I... I have... I have witnessed. Oh, hold on, let me. I have witnessed black men say stuff about black women, yeah. but I feel like in here we're coming in colorism. I haven't got any everybody any super bad experience. Yeah, I've yeah. got like I got like a comment about how I did my braids by black men, and I was like, did I ask? Yeah. Did I? I don't remember me asking yeah. you for your advice. <laughs> you know, that's funny. I just yeah. But other than that, no. Uh, and I think that comes into colorism. Uh, and I think that makes people have 
Yeah. Uh, yes, I feel like mixed people. That's have so something. crazy. Because I, I feel like I've. Yeah, I think it's a colorism thing. Mm, I do believe it is, which is so. Ah, I like. I, I can't yeah. believe it's a thing, it but it is. It all, sucks. We still suffer from yes. systemic raci- racism, right? Like exactly. Still, it doesn't say okay. So the lighter black, <laughs> the lighter black. <laughs> but like, so we shouldn't be doing it um, to each other. To right? each other. No, absolutely. You know? And it's it's a thing, and it sucks. Yeah. yeah. But I feel like here comes education, right? Yeah. Educate yourself. Educate friends and never if some one of your friends says something harmful be like hey no 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 that's not gonna yeah even though it's hard especially guys they have a hard time telling their telling their other guy friends off i don't know yeah i have a hard time with that i don't know so definitely something to work on yeah yeah i think yeah definitely i think um there's another conversation i'd like to have Uh maybe you can just take this home and think about it tell me tell me but I was having a conversation with someone and we were talking about how expectations for girl for black girls in relationships are different from expectations oh. with non-black girls in relationships. That is and a very the person who sets these expectations is the black man because he's... <laughs> oh my God. Hold. I wish they could see your face right now. Oh. But like, that's such a great conversation that we need to have. That is, oh my God, yeah. Because... I feel like black girls are put to a certain standard. Uh-huh. And if she doesn't, if she acts a certain way that is like other non-black girls, mm-hmm. she's called names. Yeah. Like, you know, these names that are now there in the <laughs> world. <laughs> she's called funny names. Yeah, But yep. if she wants to be conservative and just really protective of herself and her value and uh-huh. knowing her worth, yeah, then she's, she's just called... Like, know, there's no winning. She just wants to be a wife. Like, there's no winning. There's no winning, you know? It's, so I guess we should do things for ourselves and not... There it is. Yeah. It's such a hard conversation. But it's so hard to do things for yourself when you feel like other people are watching you, right? And the thing is, it's scary because then people say... Um, <laughs> oh, girl. <laughs> the, people start saying, like, in my culture, people start saying, you know... Like, there's just this strong hatred towards feminists in my country. Ah, uh, I see. Because people I think see. feminists are women that hate men. But That is just, just ignorance. That is just pure, blatant but ignorance. But it's just the fact that if you feel like women and men should have equal rights, then you're a feminist. <laughs> right? I like, do not understand <laughs> why you, you think I hate men. I'm a feminist, like, but I still want to have a happy home and be married. I mean, right, feminism has nothing to do with hating men. Exactly. And I think that this very, very stupid assumption comes from just pure ignorance exactly yeah exactly educate yourself y'all. exactly and anyway we've come to the end <laughs> of right. our show thank you so much my thank Mona. you for it's having me been a pleasure to have you thank you thank you so much to everybody who's tuned in remember you can listen to our show on spotify and apple Podcasts at the vulnerability talk show please make sure to also follow the instagram at the vulnerability talk show um it was just great having you Can't wait to have you next week again. Same time, same place. And today taking us out is Brandy with the song Aphrodisiac. Uh